Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. And here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg on a rainy Saturday morning, but I think it's going to clear up. I sure hope so. That other voice you just heard was... Uh, <laughs> Actually in the studio. Yep, Ronnie's here today. First time I've... Uh, in two in two weeks. Yes. Two weeks in a row I had to do it by myself, which is fine. I had a good time and Hannah came in last week for a little while, but it's oh, good she to did have a you. wonderful job. Yeah, she's still talking about it. She had a great time. Um... As I asked her at the end of that little 40-minute uh, appearance, if she was ready to give up school teaching and go into showbiz, she said, <laughs> no, she's not. So that's probably a good thing. But how are you doing now? I'm doing great. No track meets or nothing today. softball or anything? Nothing today. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm here and relaxed and ready to rock and roll. Well, I don't know how much rock and roll we'll get, but we got a lot of racing to talk about with uh, kind of a – Reshuffled uh, schedule due to, uh, well, I guess the main thing was Deb uh, has a media obligation at her normal 1020, so she's going to end the show for us. She's going to come on at 1040. Our um, Legends guest is 1978 Rookie of the Year, Ronnie Thomas. And Ronnie is just a great guest. In fact, since we uh, have been in the studio, he has faxed. Uh, facts he has texted me about <laughs> least, your age a lot about 10 pictures uh, i'll hand you my phone in a minute and you can look at him but he's just uh uh it I, looks like he's got his own museum up there with a lot of memorabilia and uniforms and helmets and things but uh he is a fantastic storyteller yeah, and, he, and now, he was rookie of the year in 78 1978 and uh i I need to look this up. I know the 79 rookie of the year was Earnhardt. Right. And 77, I'm not sure who said, but he was right in there between some really big people. Yeah. And, you know, you may not have heard of Ronnie Thomas. His uh, his father was Jabe Thomas, who was like the all-time. James Hilton told me he was the, the trickster of NASCAR. You know, <laughs> Joe Weatherly used to be called a crown prince and everything. But, I mean, this Jabe Thomas was something. Do you remember when we went to uh, – the Memory Lane Museum during Dropping the Hammer. I do. And Dale Wilkerson was interviewing him out there in the, you know, with a roving microphone. Right. And he was hilarious. I'd love to hear hear that broadcast again because he starts, he just it tells one joke after another, and I'm standing there. I'm just standing there watching Dale interview him. And uh, Jabe starts out with, well, did you hear about the two old ladies in bed? And I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> Who knows where this is going to go? But uh, this is uh, Jabe's boy, Ronnie, who is very active now in uh, the history uh, side of things and looking forward to he, You know, he's one of these where you just uh, say hello and, and get out of get the way. Get out of the way. Get out of the way because he's a, he's a great interview. And we talked a little bit. I won't say what it's about yet, but we talked a little bit um, – Actually, we talked for about 40 minutes when I got him to come on the show. And he 
has, well, I'll just tell you, he started talking about all the concussions he's, he's received over the years. And, uh, you know, that's such a, a topical thing with football and racing and everything. And he's, uh, he's experienced a bunch of them, and, and he's got a lot to say about the subject. And I look forward to hearing it. I said, hold it, Ronnie. Just, this is great stuff. Just hold it right here, and we'll talk about it Saturday morning. Well, that's it. Concussions, we never really thought that much about them no. when we were coming up. You got your bell rung. You'll be all right. Yeah, get back in there. And we <laughs> never had any idea of the cumulative effect. Yeah. What day of the week is it? Or uh, who? who's the president or something, yeah. something like that? And George Washington. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> get back in there. So anyway, uh, that will be at 11 o'clock, and we're going to let him go to about 1140. And I can go ahead and tell you uh, – well, first, let me back up and say that we missed Greg this morning. He is still out. Greg's hopefully will come back better than ever when we get him back, which right. uh, hopefully will be a, in the next few weeks. I, I'm really hoping he uh, is doing some sheet time right now, yeah. and, but he's getting some things taken care of. And I went and visited him on Wednesday, and he's uh, he's got a ways to go, but evidently he will uh, come out a better man. Yeah. Uh, you're supposed to. <laughs> He's been. Uh, he's already been at regional for like almost two weeks. So uh, several years ago, some friends of mine, guys I graduated from high school with, started getting together once a month for lunch. Mm-hmm. And we figured out after just a few weeks or a few months of doing that that the first thing we did when we got together was start talking about all of our aches and ails. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it used to be girls. Yeah. Not anymore, <laughs> or women or something. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, that's uh, Greg's 66. Sounds right. He's born in 57. I was born in 52. And uh, and I was talking about it with Ronnie, who I think, Ronnie Thomas. And I, he's 68, so I guess he was born in, six, in uh, 55. Probably. Is that right? Something like that. Anyway, yeah. You're asking me to do math on a Saturday morning? I know. Well, that's. Yes, I am. I was. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Ronnie Thomas is a great guest, and we'll have him on. And last week was the uh, Long Acura Long Beach Grand Prix, which was the IndyCar race's name, and uh, IMSA uh, World Sports Car Championship Series that Mike Hill uh, is involved with the uh, Wheeling Engineering um, Action Express racing team. And... They finished fifth. I know they were a little disappointed about that. I was sitting in the stands at a Williams Bryce Stadium, watching the, mm-hmm. uh, getting ready to watch, waiting on the inner squad game to start, the spring game, and and watching the Long Beach Grand Prix. And people say, you know, what are you watching? <laughs> and actually, it was uh, I was switching forth, but back and forth between that and our good friend Jeremy Clements, right? Which is another story. But anyway, Mike's going to come on at um, eleven, uh, at ten forty, and take us to the top of the hour. So, the first two segments are going to be you and I, and I'm going to get through all this stack of paper here that I usually spread out through the show or try to sounds, squeeze in at the like end. Sounds like a plan to me. So we'll um, we'll get all that out of the way at, at the beginning of the show. Yeah, what I was getting ready to say, Jeremy. Of course, he had a he had a lousy race uh, two weeks ago. Uh, well, two weeks ago, I guess they were off. So it was the yeah. week before that. And I, I have to look and see where they were. But last week they were at Martinsville. And I, he, he might, hopefully he's bottomed out because he 
Uh, well, they had to change something and start at the back. Well, yeah, and I listened to him on um, the uh, Wednesday show, uh, my open mic, when he goes and uh, and he's on that show every Wednesday from. Starts I guess they, around four o'clock. Yeah, he came on at five this week, but he uh, they dropped the RJ from RJ Rockers. Did you know that? I did. Just Rockers. Right. Why? I have no idea. Okay. Well, anyway, um, he said that they had to go to start at the rear because uh, they found something, and I don't know exactly what it was, but something was rubbing something else, right? and it was uh, screwing up the front end. So they got that fixed the best they thought they did anyway. And uh, he was actually hanging around, I guess, the upper reaches of the top 20, like between 15 and 20. Yep. And uh, had brake failure. And something, I think he went. Uh, That's not uh, good, especially at Martinsville. Martinsville, you need them bad. Yep. Talladega, you don't even, I guess, for pit stops. But at, at uh, Martinsville, you use them a whole lot every lap. And I. Uh, he couldn't exactly find a soft spot to land when the brakes went out. Right. And he hit the wall, and, and the brake fluid caught on fire, and it was just a big mess. So uh, he will be uh, looking to bounce back today at Talladega. And, of course, uh, Jeremy runs pretty good everywhere, but he won the last uh, last time they went to Daytona on a super speedway and very uh, smartly sort of held back and let everybody take each other out and charge for the win. So this would be another good opportunity to do that. I looked at the radar, and I don't think we have a weather problem down there. So uh, hopefully this will be a good day for Jeremy. And listen, if you have never been to one of the super speedways, I don't know that you can really appreciate how big they are. Well, and the, the speed they're running, too. Yes. I mean, that's as fast as they can go. Uh, now they got restrictor. restrictor well, they don't call it that anymore. I yeah, a tapered spacer. Yeah, we <laughs> do. Deb, the one that calls it the tapered spacer which is what it is but anyways it does the same thing from what i understand and uh but they're still going as fast as they can oh absolutely and i used to go to talladega all the time and jake uh, jake's going to texas this week so uh monday i think and he was talking about going down there because he's got to go right past it on i-20 yeah and i said man uh, you know it, it's an experience I, I never went down there that I didn't sleep in the car. Yeah. I don't even know if they'll let you do stuff like that anymore. But they got no a, idea. They got a fantastic museum and a great racetrack, and it's uh, it, it's anybody's race. We've had more first-time winners come out of Talladega, and I could name off a few like uh, first-time and only-time winners, but first-time winners like Bobby Hillen and Phil Parsons. James Hilton won his first race at Talladega. Um, Dick Brooks from spartanburg you know there's a, there's a whole whole bunch more than that unless we've talked about it before but bef- on earlier shows but that if you didn't if you didn't know or don't didn't remember where they when they decided to build talladega in talladega alabama they were actually supposed to be building that track in spartanburg county why'd you run my ruin my saturday bringing that up i know that's, that's that's a big sore spot for a lot of people still in this town. And uh, um, speaking of Dale Wilkerson, I think he was especially upset about that. And I was, too. I remember I was, oh, yeah. I was following it and 
Bill France was coming to town with Joe Little uh, to visit Joe Little John and looking at different sites. One of which was the downtown air- airport, which is uh, really a very very nice airport. I'm, I wouldn't have wanted him to put it there anyway. That, that's too close to town. Yeah, and and actually the place they had really started grading for was what's now a, a landfill. Well, that's out. Uh, out near Fairmont, if you know anything about Spartanburg County. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, you can. It's like Mount Trashmore. Yeah, and uh, but anyway, didn't happen. So what did they do? They built it on uh, an old World War II air base, right? Which from the air you can still see the runways, uh, and the um, and an Indian burial ground. And they have done a couple of little uh, segments on that over the years. Which, yeah, I've uh, forgotten about that. Yeah, they attribute some of the weird stuff that's happened there. <laughs> now, I don't know what the Indian burial grounds would have to do with the guy that stole the pace car that year and some of the other wacky events, but, you know, they've had a... I've still never seen Talladega Nights, but, I mean, it's, it's such a crazy place they made a movie about yeah. it. Yeah, uh, you need to see it sometime. I just, you know you know what's my problem? I've got a lot of them, but yeah. the problem with that... What do you mean, yeah? <laughs> I'm just being agreeable. Okay, uh... When they were making the movie, all of these uh, talking heads like Mike Joy and, and Daryl Waltrip, which, I, you know, I didn't like Daryl, but I have since he comes on our show, although we haven't had him yet this year. You know, they would just rave and talk about, you know, what a great movie it was. and I, it, I just got so sick of hearing how great it was. And then uh, my, my sister-in-law went to see it. My brother and sister-in-law went to see it. And she didn't like it at all. And, of course, we don't agree on a lot of things. But she didn't like it and said it was a waste of money. And I do, uh, I did hear a couple of other people say that, you know, it's just, uh, it was like an embarrassment to NASCAR under racing. So, well, you got to go into watching that movie with the right attitude. I don't have it yet. If you're, if you're going to watch, <laughs> if you're wanting to see a serious movie, don't go that don't one. Don't go that one. Yeah. Well, but if you want to just see something and laugh, it's great. Maybe I will someday. I'll be, I'll be uh, stranded in my chair and I can't get up, and I have to watch it. Somebody will strap me to the chair and pry my eyelids open like in, they did to Malcolm McDowell and Clockwork Orange, which, <laughs> yeah. was, which was on a couple of nights ago. I tell you what, I'll taped Tyler on his show Saturday, uh, or Saturday, one day last week, was talk that somehow that he get, got on the subject of movies and. Started talking about what a great movie my cousin Vinny was. And it was on AMC like uh, Thursday night, and I recorded it and watched it last night. And that is a that's a funny movie. It is hilarious. I love that movie. Um, Fred Gwynn, the judge. Yes. That was. Uh, uh, He'll ju- always be Herman Munster. Do you remember Car 54? Where are you? Well, he was that too. He was. Yeah. Tootie and Muldoon, I think he was yep. Tootie, but, uh, but that's going way back. Way, way back. All right. Well, let's take a break and come back and uh, talk some more. I've got a whole bunch of trees killed that produce these uh, results I'm going to read, and we will uh, do that after this. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit the carolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Spartanburg, when you're looking for the home of the best sports coverage around, we're talking about greatest ever spectacular talent. Good news, you're already there. It's us, Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. We're your home for the Spartanburg Vikings, the Atlanta Braves, the South Carolina Gamecocks, and Duke basketball. Plus, your most trusted source for the best high school coverage around. This is Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel. Located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. The BMW Charity Program presented by TD Cinex has been a staple of the Upstate community for more than two decades. The BMW Charity Program brings the Upstate a fun and entertaining week centered around professional athletes and world-renowned celebrities and raises money and awareness for South Carolina charities. Tournament week this year is June 5th through 11th and includes golf clinics, concerts, a sustainability luncheon at Bon Secours Wellness Arena, a ladies' luncheon and golf clinic at Carolina Country Club and Chapman Cultural Center, the BMW Charity Program, June 8th through 11th at Carolina Country Club and the Thornblade Club. While the weather is bad, get your gear ready now. Spartan Photo Center has the necessary tools to clean your cameras and lenses. They do mirrorless and DSLR sensor cleanings, and don't forget about your tripods. Spartan Photo Center stocks the quick releases to mount your camera to the tripod, as well as Manfrotto and Bogan tripod parts to fix the one you have. Or you can get a new Suray or Manfrotto tripod now before the weather turns nice and you need it. Don't forget Spartan Photo has camera bags, backpacks, and waterproof cases. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, Spartanburg, or SpartanPhotoCenter.com. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Uh, welcome back to Start Your Engines, and that u- music would usually mean Deb Williams is uh, getting ready to come on, but... Not today. Not today. She's going to be later. So let's go over some of this stuff that uh, that I have to uh, 
that I have to cover that I do every week, and we'll just put it put it here at the beginning of the show. We'll go to Cup first, where they ran the NOCO 400. You know, last week when I got done with the Cup results and the right. phone started ringing, mm-hmm. and I, I don't answer the phone when I'm talking, and uh, but when uh, the show was over and it, I, it called back, and it was one of our two or three loyal listeners telling me that, I read the results not from Bristol like I should have, but from uh, someplace whatever was before Bristol. So, oh yeah, yeah. That well, that's shouldn't tell on myself, but that's what I did. But I'm extra careful to uh, make sure I get it right this week. And they ran the NoCo 400 at Martinsville last week, and the winner was Kyle Larson. And uh, Kyle is now won a couple of races and. Looks like he's hitting his stride this year, and might be a might be a good pick. Lanny, I think, had him, so Lanny's moving up in our little point standings. Joey Logano was second, Martin Truex third, Denny Hamlin fourth, Chase Briscoe fifth, Eric Almarola was sixth, seventh Ryan Blaney, seventh. I'm sorry, uh, seventh with Ryan Blaney, eighth Ricky Stenhouse Jr., ninth Bubba Wallace with a, an especially good run for him, and he runs good at Bristol, and he runs good on a lot of short tracks. And I think he won a truck race there one time. And 10th was my pick, Chase Elliott, who uh, stayed in the back the whole race, like around 20th or something. Right. But, but there at the last, the last 50 laps or so, he was passing them as fast as he could get to them and got up to 10th. So uh, uh, the, point st- the point standings after Martinsville, and, of course, they uh, take the top 16 for the playoffs and, uh, and cup. Right now, and these gentlemen have uh, one, two, three, four, seven have won races. Kyle Larson and William Byron are one, two, because they've won two races each. Third is Christopher Bell. Fourth, Tyler Reddick. Fifth, Joey Logano. Sixth, Kyle Busch. And seventh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Then after that, in order uh, by stage points and everything, eighth is Ross Chastain. Ninth, Kevin Harvick. Tenth, Martin Truex. Eleventh, Denny Hamlin. Twelfth, Ryan Blaney. 13th, Alex Bowman, 14th, Brad Keselowski, 15th, Chase Briscoe, and 16th, Chris Boucher. On the outside looking in, and I'm going to start picking him again, is Daniel Suarez. He's 17th, 18th, Michael McDowell, 19th, Austin Sendrick, and 10th is Ty Gibbs. Bubba, I'll go one more, is 21st. So uh, that's how Cup, they will run um, tomorrow at Talladega. It will be exciting. I can just about promise you that. I think the weather's going to be good for it. And uh, that will be the Geico uh, 500 at 3 o'clock on Fox. Let's go to Xfinity and uh, talk a little bit. Well, I've already touched on Jeremy's part of it, and it wasn't very good. In fact, it's his low point of the season. He just about can't go anywhere but up from there. And uh, they ran the – you see the name of that race last week? I saw it. I don't remember what it was. Call eight one one before you oh, dig yeah. five hundred. <laughs> where they come up? With There's that. all these names that kill me. Well, that's what it was. Anyway, John Hunter Nemechek was the winner, driving for Joe Gibbs, and second driving for Joe Gibbs was Sammy Smith. Third, Cole Custer. Fourth, Josh Berry. Fifth, Brandon Jones. Sixth, Justin Allgaier. Seventh, Daniel Hemrick. Eighth, Derek Krause who was a new guy. Ninth was Brett Moffitt and 10th Chandler Smith, who came over from the trucks. 
Uh, as I said, Jeremy had a miserable race. He um, only had about 40 laps to go, but he couldn't, you know, hold out with his brakes and ended up bringing a car home a little bent up and a little burned up, and that's the first time that's happened this year. So um, that's one of the unfortunate boxes that he has checked now, and hopefully that won't happen anymore. And he will have a good run today at Talladega. I did watch the qualifying yesterday, and I'm not sure where he qualified, but I believe it was about 25th or something. It was pretty far back. Talladega's one place, though, if you're going to start at the back, it doesn't matter because there's going to be wrecks, there's going to be a lot of drafting, and the whole 38 of them will be in one big pack for a long time. So uh, that's one place where you can move up or fall back and find a place to ride, and hopefully Jeremy will find him a good one and come out with a good result. If you look to the point standings in Xfinity, the points leader, and they only take the top 12 to their playoffs, the points leader is Austin Hill with three wins. With two wins is John Hunter Nemechek after last week. Third is Chandler Smith with one win. Sammy Smith is fourth with one win. And then the rest of the guys are based on their points, and that is Riley Herbst fifth, Josh Berry sixth, Justin Allgaier seventh, Cole Custer, 8th, Daniel Hemrick, ninth, Sheldon Creed, 10th, Sam Mayer, 11th, and Pit Road reporter Parker Klingerman is 12th. Yes, Ronald. Jeremy actually qualified 37th. How many cars are in the race? 38. Man. All right, well. He's right in front of Klingerman. I wonder if they had to go to the rear or something. I'm thinking something was up, yeah. Um, Not that Klingerman's better than... But Klingerman usually is one of those that qualifies yeah. a whole lot closer to the front. I bet they had to make some sort of adjustments. But looking on through the point standings, that's your top 12. Jeremy is all the way back to 20th. Uh, he had risen as far as 18th. Uh, and that's, you know, that's way too far back. But the hole's getting a little deeper now. It was to the point where he could catch up in a couple of races. And I guess he still could. going to take a couple of really good ones, though, because he's 88 points out of 12th place. And that's uh, that. The hole's getting deeper. He's, of course, a win would do the trick. Solves everything. Win a race and takes win care of itself. In. That's correct. All right. So uh, the trucks they didn't run this week. They don't run again until May the sixth, when they run the Kansas Heart of America two hundred. That'll be on uh, at uh, FS one at eight p.m. Uh, the sixth, uh, probably a Saturday. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it as it gets closer. The top 10 in points go to the playoffs in trucks, and they are Zane Smith has got two wins. He's first. Corey Heim has got a win. He's second. Christian Eckes with a win is third. Carson Hostavar is fourth with a win. The rest have no wins. That's Ty Majeski fifth. Ben Rhodes sixth. Grant Enfinger seventh. Matt Crafton eighth. Tanner Gray ninth. And Matt D. Benedetto is tenth. We will... Uh, have to wait a few weeks till the trucks run again. ARCA runs today, Ronnie. They run at 1230. Where are they today? They are Talladega. They're Talladega, too. Talladega. They run the General Tire 200 at 1230 on FS1. They've only had three races this year. And the winner, the point standings are Greg Van Alst is first. Frankie Munez is second. Tony Constantino is third. Jesse Love fourth. Christian Rose fifth. Jack Wood, no relation, is sixth. Tyler Reef is a race winner from out in Phoenix. He's the one, I think he's 15 years old, maybe 16. Um, the seventh, eighth, Connor Mozak, ninth, 
Andres Perez de Lara. And 10th is Tony Breitinger, the lady who is married to the Saskatchewan Rough Rider linebacker. We will, um, let's do IMSR because we're going to talk to uh, Mike Hill just after, uh, just after this next break. So let's go there right now. The winner was Matthew Jaminet and Nick Tandy and Porsche finally, I mean, Penske finally getting the first win of the year because, you know, they started out miserably at Daytona and they've been picking it up a little bit each week. So they finally got uh, got their car in the winner's circle. Uh, second was Connor Felipe and Nick Yaloli. Third, Matt Campbell and Felipe Nasser. Fourth, Philip Ng and Augusto Farfus. And fifth was uh, the Wheeling Engineering Cadillac of Pipo Durrani and Alexander Sims. And as I said, as I was sitting there in the uh, grandstand at Williams-Brice Stadium last week looking, uh, watching that and watching the Grand Prix on my phone, after the race, all I got from um, Mike was that the strategy backfired or something like that. And that happens. Well, we're going to find out about it in about seven minutes. Uh, the point standings for uh, the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, Nick Tandy and Matthew Jaminet are first. Second is the combination of the Wheeland Motorsports team, and they're 91 points behind, which you can make up real quick in, uh, in, in this series, with Alexander Sims, Jack Aitkins, and Pipo Durrani. Third, Felipe Albuquerque, Louis Delatraz, and Ricky Taylor. Fourth, Connor Felipe and Nick Yaloli. And fifth is Matt Campbell and Felipe Nasser. We will stop it right there. Um, and wait, I'll keep this off the one side here so we can talk to, talk to Mike about it in a few minutes. Indy cars. Did you happen to watch the Indy car race last week? Missed it. Well, had a new winner. A.J. Foyt's driver from last year, who is not with A.J. Foyt anymore, he went over to Andretti Autosports, and he is really very tighted, touted. I think he was the, the Indy Lights champion last year. Kyle Kirkwood got his first win driving for Andretti, and uh, he was a happy camper. I'm telling you what, and I was glad to see somebody new win a race. I always like that when it happens, and Kyle Kirkwood will be a name to be reckoned with here shortly. Um, let me, uh, well, I'll get to, I'll go back to Emsa. I think they go to, uh, I'm not sure where they go. Laguna Seca, I believe. Anyway, back to uh, the hunt of the uh, Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach, which had the same name as the WeatherTech race. Second was Romain Gro- Roman Groschan. Third, Marcus Erickson. Fourth, Colton Herta. Fifth, Alex Pelot. Sixth, Will Power. Seventh, Felix Rehnquist. Eighth, Marcus Armstrong. Ninth, Joseph Newgarden. And tenth, Scott McLaughlin. AJ's new driver, though, which is one of my favorites, Santino Ferrucci, did finish 11th, and that's about the best the Foyt car has finished in a while. And Scott Dixon, who was a former champion, Indy 500 winner, and one of the the heavy hitters that drives for Chip Ganassi, uh, first car out of the race. He got taken out can't remember right now who took him out but he uh it was it was pretty obvious it wasn't on purpose i don't think but they there were too many cars trying to take up the same space and there wasn't enough room for dixon he was the first car out and was 
amazingly calm about it, I thought. Let's look at the point standings for Indy. Marcus Erickson is the uh, points leader. 15 points behind him is Patricio O'Ward. Alex Pillow is third. Joseph Newgarden fourth. Kyle Kirkwood jumped all the way up to fifth. Scott Dixon fell all the way to sixth. Ramon Groshan is seventh. Colton Herta is eighth. And Ronnie, my pages are stuck together. Ninth is Will Power and tenth Scott McLaughlin. They will race next at a track that I really enjoy, and I'd like to go see a race of uh, at the Barber Motorsports Park in Birmingham, Alabama, outside of Birmingham on the rolling hills uh, Alabama countryside, which uh, reminds me of my cousin Vinny from, last, <laughs> from watching that last night. But next week uh, at 3 p.m. on NBC, they will have the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama, and looking forward to that one. Uh, quickly, Formula One is off for one more week before they go to the Azerbaijan Grand Prix in Baku. Their point standings, of course, Max Verstappen is the leader, Sergio Perez second, Fernando Alonso third, Lewis Hamilton fourth, and Lance Stroll fifth. We'll talk more about them next week. Uh, a little bit of news. The Austin Dillon had his car confiscated after Martinsville, and uh, we don't know what penalties will be assessed, but it was something with the underwing assembly mounting. Don't know what that means, but uh, he's uh, he's probably going to get hit. Well, he here it is right here. I'm sorry, he was fined 60 points and uh, and 75 thousand dollars, and the crew chief Keith Ryden uh, has been suspended for two races. They tested the. Uh, and this is something Mike can talk to us about. The uh, Garage 56 project did their final testing at Sebring for the Camaro that they're going to take to Le Mans in June, and the drivers are. Jimmy Johnson, Mike Rockefeller, Jensen Button, and Jordan Taylor. Um, we'll ask Mike how that testing is going. According to what I'm reading here, it went pretty well. Other NASCAR news. Tomorrow will be Kevin Harvick's 800th start. Um, the Grand Marshals will be Bobby and Donnie Allison and Red Farmer. We've had them all on the show. Uh, College Racing got its points back after their appeal for the same thing that um, – Hendrick got his points back for. They kept the fine and all that stuff, but they did give them their points back. And they've added some new drivers to the 75 greatest. You know, they had the 50 greatest, and now it's the 75 greatest. And they're adding maybe every every couple of days they'll, they'll announce another one. But so far, and I don't know if this is all of them, but so far they've added Tony Stewart, Sterling Marlin, Ryan Newman, Greg Biffle, which I hadn't heard about in a while, Kyle Larson, Randy LaJoy from over in a – Bush, Bush Series, Mike Stefanik, who was a great modified driver, and Casey Kane. So uh, that's about all of that. Let's take a break and come back and talk to Mike Hill about uh, the Garage 56 project and the Cadillac Wheeling Engineering uh, car and upcoming uh, Grand Prix. Uh, I think they're at Laguna Sega is what I've got here, so I'll confirm that. But we'll talk to Mike, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. Alex, I see you got a new car. Yeah, man, it's sweet. Room for Titus and all his stuff, but it's missing something. Like what? Well, you know how Titus likes Tupac. Naturally. Well, the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah, while you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com plus their Facebook page. Apparently, you can't hear either. What? Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call local State Farm agent Cliff Gobert at 597-1200. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees.
Welcome back to Start Your Engines. And uh, I don't know if I'd say trouble's on the way, but Mike Hill is. How you doing this morning, Mike? I'm good, Perry. How's things in Spartanburg? A little little rainy, but I, I looking at the radar, I think it's going to be all cleared up by the time, uh, probably by the time the show's over. How's it up in uh, the hills? Oh, it's definitely raining up here in the mountains. Well. You know, that, that Sedgeway end to me, that is that is a good song, that, that Credence song there. Trouble's on the way. Yeah. I, uh, it's always been, you know, there's a couple of songs in my life that I don't think I've ever not listened to when I heard it come on. You know, and I, that's one of them right there. I, that's always been one of my favorite songs. So, anyway, just happens to be for you today, uh, Mike. So, they ran the uh, Long Beach Grand Prix last week, and you didn't start, but uh, what, like seventh or something like that. And I know that was probably a disappointment. And the race itself didn't turn out, I'm sure, like you wanted it to. With uh, you know, you finished fifth which sounds good, and, and it is good. And you just won Sebring, so you got to kind of take the good with the bad. But the only message I got from you after the race was strategy backfired. So uh, I purposely didn't get you to expand on that because I wanted you to do it on the air. So uh, what happened? <laughs> well, here's the deal. We hired Tim King from, you know, he, he was working in the Imps of Garage Back in the day when I first started these, when I left cup racing and I went over to this IMSA racing, which was, which my guys that hired me, Gary Nelson and Elton Sawyer told me, you're going to love this racing. He says, it's like racing cup racing in the seventies because it's kind of laid back instead of having all that intense pressure from the cup side. So, but you know, I went in and I got to watching this guy that was, that was guiding the Ganassi cars. And every now and then, he would do these pit strategies and just wear us out with them. So I kept up with it. So Elton left, and, and I heard that Timmy King was in the talks of coming to be our director. And I'm thinking, oh, this is great. But then the, the guys down there in, in Atlanta that had that little tricycle car that everybody was making a big deal out of, uh, they hired him, and he stayed there until that man passed away, and now we got him. And let me tell you, those calls that he makes, the percentage of him making it is a whole lot higher than, than us what happened at, uh, at Long Beach. The deal is you got to change drivers. You, you can't leave the same driver. you got two drivers. You're going to have to come in and change drivers at some time. And and it takes a lot now with these cars, the way these little things are, and they got the seat belts and the five-point harnesses and all this, just to make a driver change. Is, so, is, is there any uh, – there's a restriction on uh, how long a driver has to be in there, right? Time. I mean, you can't put him yeah, in for like 10 time. minutes. Yeah, drive time, I think, is five minutes now. Just, just that's – they've cut that back a lot. But uh, so Alex Sims – had never driven out there before and he was having a little hard time we could see him you know in practice and qualifying he was having a hard time of course keeping up with the guys that's been there like so many times i mean how many all those guys have been racing there so timmy made the call tim made the call to switch the driver early which would usually work because you're going to have to you're going to have caution flags from their own and you're going to have to put fuel in and change tires well when it come time for us to get our caution, which the percentages again, you know how Larry Mack talks. Well, the percentages you always hear him talk about these percentages. I go back and look at 
how many times the caution flag has come out for this race at this point in time. And so that's the way you play it. And, and it backfired on him, you know, and I've been setting up in that same position whenever I was with cup. And, you know, you, when you see that you're just going to be stuck where you're at and you have an opportunity to come in and try something to get better, you're going to take it, you know, mm-hmm. you've got to, you've got to. And so, we did. I can't hold. I mean, let me tell you, his his odds, his his win streak for doing strategy is way higher than his lose streak. So I'm not going to say a word. I'm, I, I really, I really respect that guy. He he carries a lot of uh, experience at calling races too. Well, I mean, to get, it, that's just the way it went down. We needed a caution there at the end to get Durrani, who is our, you know, Durrani's our, our rocket ship. Yeah. So, since Nasser went to drive with the big money team in Porsche, but uh, yeah, we, we was about racing all of our old drivers. You know, Albuquerque drove for us. You've seen him drive for us, and so yeah, we've had we've had them all except for the Taylors, and I don't think we'll ever. Have, no, that have, would that I don't would, think we'll ever have Wayne's sons in our car, which we might. Since <laughs> now that we're all factory, well, I know. We're not really a factory team with Wayne anymore, so yeah. But I did hear that Taylor's in the Garage Fifty Six car, and I'm sure that's a Chevrolet deal too. But he's a heck of a driver, you know, the Taylor kid. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. But let me ask you about now. Um, sometimes I get confused if it's not written out explicitly for me, because sometimes in the past I have said the race later on in the year. Your next race is at Virginia International Raceway, and that's not for y'all, you guys. So, the, is uh, La, 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 Laguna Seca is that? That's for you guys, right? Yes. Oh, right, yeah, we go, we go to Laguna next. That's May fourteenth, yeah. and is that another hundred minute race? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, we won't have a long race until we get to Watkins Glen. Okay. And that'll be after, and that. Well, let me say this: we won't have another long race until we run Le Mans, which is another twenty-four hour race. Right. I'm not doing that race. I can't. I'm too old. I can't do. They already. Had, they asked me right off the bat, "How's your How's your passport? Is it up to date?" And I said, "Y'all can forget it." <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, we talked to Mike Helton about it, and he, boy, he was bubbling over with excitement about the chance of going over there. So, uh, y'all will yeah, be, well, you, we be well represented. There, yeah, we were supposed to win over there six, seven years ago when we got the first Cadillac, but. Uh, the FIA didn't like the fact that we were bringing a, a, a V8 honking Chevrolet over there to race against those guys, and they they kind of frowned on it, and we couldn't go. Now that we got the we got the hybrid car, they've kind of opened it back up so we can go, and that's another another deal. I've been working on the on the Le Mans car. We've already shipped out a container full of uh, equipment that we'll need to do the race. It's on the boat now and going to France. And now the cars, we're going to send our uh, our cars over on an airplane. Oh, wow. Got to, yeah, we just got it. And the thing is, me and the, the next guy that I'm training to do my job, we, we worked all weekend and getting it all done the way that GM wanted. And then uh, I get a call from him last night telling me that, you know, all that stuff we did. I said, yeah. He says, ah, we got to take it all back apart. He says, they found an O-ring different 
or a different feel that they want to put on this electric motor. So we got to take it all back apart. It's just no big deal, but that's what we do, you know. That's almost funny to say to hear you talk about the big, big dollar teams, and and then the next uh, next sentence just about is uh, well, we're shipping our car by air to France. That sounds like a yeah. big money team to me. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying though. We're we're GM and they're Porsche, so they're they're. Uh, their history in racing goes back a little farther than, especially at Le Mans. Yeah, well, I I remember seeing Penske Porsches when I used to. I love the old Can Am series, and I, I went like for. Well, I know I went for like three years in a row when they ran the Can Ams at Road Atlanta, and uh, Penske had that gorgeous Porsche for uh, Mark Donahue, and I think they even set the world close course record in that car at Talladega at one point. But that yeah. was a that was a heck of a. I was sitting on the pit pit wall at Talladega with with Roger's wife and Roger when that happened. Yeah, that the car that, that ran at Road Atlanta was blue, but I think when it ran Talladega, it was red and it had those wheel covers on it. That you talk about a bullet, that thing was moving. Yeah, no, you know I told that story one time about all the guys in the Cup garage. They didn't they didn't care about no sports car, and heck me, I'm just eat up with anything that goes fast, you know. <laughs> And I heard that Mark Donahue was out there and was going to try to set the record. And I told I told Cecil Gordon, the guy that I was working for, I said, I'm going to walk out there and, and, and see this thing. I might watch history here. And sure enough, I did. I yeah. Flash Gordon. Yeah, old Cecil. Yeah, he, he was, was a one. good one. Uh, well, yeah, do you know Ronnie Thomas? <laughs> oh, I take that as a yes. <laughs> you tell him that Mike Hill has been talking all kinds of I'm sitting here one afternoon, and here comes Ronnie Thomas up around behind my house. He gets out with three other guys, and then, of course, we did that Mount Airy deal with him whenever they yep. put me in that wall on the hall, whatever they call that thing up there, the Wall of Fame or whatever up there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so yeah, I was I was there with Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie, I go back with Ronnie a ways. Well, know, I'll, his, I'll... Dad, his, his dad Jake was absolutely one of those guys that you love listening to in the garage whenever he gets talking. That's uh, that's what James Hilton used to tell me. He said, you've never been trickerized until you've been trickerized by Jabe Thomas. And uh, he was, uh, Boy, it was a, he it was was a colorful totally character. Yeah, it was a totally different garage back then, you know? Yeah. You had character. You had all kind of characters back then. And now I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's like if, it's like they've uh, dulled every every bit of the fun. So. Yeah. Let me ask you a couple of things here before we have to let you go. Um, same two drivers at Laguna Seca, or are you going to get uh, Aiken in there instead of Sims? No, we're going we're gonna to go with those same two drivers. Okay. Know? And Sims will be there. Uh, it might it just might be that. I don't know. Maybe it was just that track. I've had, you know, well, Cecil was that way. We could, I could go to Charlotte with Cecil, and I knew I was in for a struggle for some reason. Some track drivers just didn't like, you know. But uh, yeah, maybe it was just that road course out there. If you could see how tight it was, I'm surprised we didn't tear up more cars out there. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, quickly, the Garage 56 project. Now that. Um that's entirely different from the Cadillacing, obviously. I mean, this is something entirely different. But you've been involved with that too. Yes. So yeah, we did the we did the genesis of that car. We have we have the original Garage Fifty Six that we built, and once we got it built and we did the testing with it, 
and we invited the Hendrick people over because you know it kind of we don't have that many people working in our in our shop like Hendrick's got you know and so uh, Gary being real good friends with Rick you know he worked for Rick back in the day oh yeah and, and they got and worked with Chevrolet and it all worked in good that that Hendrick built a, a, a garage 56 car for Le Mans, which we'll still have ours. We'll probably ship it over there. It'll probably be over there for a spare car or whatever they might need it for. But I want to know how many other garage 56 cars. I haven't seen the entry form of this thing to see who we're going to be racing with our with our Camaro over there. Yeah, I know pretty much know. I pretty much know who we're going to be racing with their prototype car. We're going to be racing the world over there. Yeah, I know. I, I, that's going to be great. I can't wait. I hope there's a lot of – and I think there probably will be 24 hours of TV coverage if you can pick it up different places. But I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's June the, June the 10th, June the 6th, some, sometime in early June. Um, let, let me ask you one question. and I, I If you don't want to answer it, you don't have to. Uh, but, I mean, I've just – I've just got this thing, I guess, from watching uh, watching him run Indy cars, which was semi-successful, I guess, not on the road courses. But I mean, is is Jimmy Johnson up for this? I mean, I just I'm almost thinking he's too long in the tooth. I mean, and he's going to a place he's never been before. Uh, you know, when he he drove our car, we could see that he still had had something there. He's nowhere near what the the Nassers and the Duranis and the and the Ricky Taylors are, but you know, I guess that's what I'm thinking. It just seems like to me that, that as important a project as this is, and I, I like Jimmy Johnson. In fact, I wanted to see him see him win another championship and break the record with Petty and Earnhardt. But you know, I I just feel like his time's past him. He's I don't know. Yeah, and, and he jumped right in there saying, I want to drive this car. And he's like, I almost feel like he campaigned for it and he got it. So, you know, and maybe he deserved it. Maybe he'll win. I don't know. But I just, I just have some misgivings. Well, in a 24 hour race, you will have the opportunity to put guys in the seat at times to where they can't hurt you or, or they can't help you. You know, during the race, you'll you'll have that. And if you've got a driver that's not quite as fast, he won't spend as much time in the seat. And that may be what you're seeing. And and I'm sure it's all. You know, GM owes Jimmy a lot for bringing their seven championships. Yep, I understand. On the table. So, and uh, it seems it, it may be. It may be that Jimmy says, well, this is a unique opportunity. I'm just going to take this if it's offered, offered to me, and it happens. So, you know, same thing with same thing with the IndyCar. You know, he's probably threw it out there. Hey, look, I'm going to try this, and they'll grab him up and say, here. Well, I mean, we'll he, he did good He did good on the ovals. You know, he, he rookie of the year oh, at yeah. Indy. Look, we got 30 seconds before the Fox Network is going to kick us off. So let me uh, – uh, wish you the best of luck and thanks for coming on the show and uh, I want to talk to you again I mean I love having you on you're so knowledgeable and talk to you uh, get a little closer or after Laguna Seca okay well you tell Ronnie Thomas I'm listening and I just got off the phone talking all kind of junk about him okay well we got 10 <laughs> seconds so I will do that thank you so much Mike 
And you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Good, good to see Ronnie back. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSBG Spartanburg. There were three Game 3s in the NBA playoffs on Friday night. A Nikola Jokic triple-double propelled Denver past the Timberwolves in Minnesota, 120-111 for a three-games-to-none lead. The New York Knicks defeated the Cavaliers 99-79 for a two-games-to-one lead. Trey Young scored 32 as Atlanta gained a foothold in its series with Boston, beating the Celtics 130-122, but the Seas still lead that series two games to one. Stanley Cup playoff game three is on Friday night. Trevor Moore's overtime goal gave the L.A. Kings a 3-2 victory over the Edmonton Oilers. Kings lead the series two games to one. The Minnesota Wild took a two games to one lead over the Dallas Stars with a 5-1 game three victory. Baseball Friday night, the Angels' Shohei Otani struck out 11 in seven innings, allowing just two hits in their 2-0 win over the Kansas City Royals. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. Hey, everybody, this is Tyler Sugar. Join me weekday mornings from 7 until 9 right here on Bump and Run on Fox Sports Barnberg 98.3 FM, presented by Chris Foster Heating and Air, your local ream specialist here in Spartanburg County. Join us as we talk high school sports, South Carolina, Clemson, USC Update, Wofford, all the stuff that matters to you, and we have the best guests. Join us weekday mornings from 7 to 9 for Bump and Run here on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM on the Fox Sports Spartanburg app and on our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Gentlemen, start your engines. Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. 
Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines, and it's my pleasure to welcome on the show one of my favorite guests, and I tell you what, just a wealth of information and a fantastic storyteller, and 1978 NASCAR Winston Cup Rookie of the Year, Ronnie Thomas. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning. It's been a little over a year since I talked to you guys. Glad to be chatting with you again this morning. Well, we'll have you on every year that you'll do the show. <laughs> you're, the, okay. you're, you're the best. Hey, long as we're upright and walking, we'll do it. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, I just had a buddy of yours on the phone. Uh, had Mike Hill. He comes on and talks to us about the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship uh, series, and uh, you know, in IMSA with the the Wheeling Cadillac, and they won Sebring. So uh, he's uh, he's one of our celebrity regulars, and uh, he told me to give you his very best. That y'all are good friends. Yeah, I stopped by at Junior Johnson's auction, or I say Junior's Flossy Johnson's auction, where they. Got rid of her and uh, junior stuff here, I guess, been a year and a half ago. I stopped by, went up to his house, and took a couple friends, and we probably spent about an hour chit-chatting with me. I hadn't been – actually, I hadn't been up to his place in, since the 80s. So, yeah, it's good seeing, good seeing Mike. Well, it's, it's great having him on the show, and he's, you know, still involved in it. And you're involved. I see you popping up on Facebook and places all the time. Uh You've got, in fact, on our website, which is still kind of under construction. I want to spend more time on it, but uh, we've got pictures of your car, uh, your hauler, and your the, your uh, cup car from uh, some pictures that were taken up at uh, Mount Airy a couple of years ago. And you've just got and the pictures he's been sending me, Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie Black's here with me. Uh, Ronnie Thomas has been sending me pictures all morning, and you've just You've got to have your own museum there or something, buddy. You've got too much stuff to just uh, uh, not pay, uh, charge somebody 50 cents to come look at. Hey, I'd have to give them 10 bucks to come. How about that? <laughs> I'll come. It's not a, you know, I've had probably, I don't know, 100 friends in the last two or three years stop by and look. It's stuff, to be honest with you, it's stuff from 53 up till I quit racing in 2000. And uh, or at the end of '99 season, and to be honest with you, it was at my dad's in my dad's attic, and in my dad's basement, and in my attic, and in my basement, and piled up in closets. And I actually had friends that are into this stuff, and they kept they looked this stuff, and they said, "Why in the world don't you put this stuff out?" And I said, "I don't know. I've just never done it." And they, you know, somebody else come by and they said, "Ronnie, you need to don't you got it piled up? Nobody can look at it." So I started in 2009, I guess, and I just started putting it in the, the garage I built beside my house. It's not being you know, 25 by 28 garage, and then I got a technically a living room in my house, and I've cleaned it out, and I've got the living room. Uh, I say it's the garage in the living room is organized chaos. <laughs> and, um, it's just stuff that I've been involved with, my dad's been involved with, and we've got just stuff that he's collecting. Not we, you call it collecting. It's just stuff we've. Uh, we was one of these crazy pack rats over the years that 
we just saved a lot of stuff and actually I've traded around the last few years and got some stuff something I had two of somebody else said you know we do a little trade so it's more or less stuff I've saved and a couple of things I've traded for and a couple of things I've even bought but more or less the, a big part of it's just a part of the Thomas racing history and it involves it's it's a little part of mine and my dad's life but it's got a lot of other people like Oh you yeah, know, Allison Yarborough, but we've got a lot of other people in it, like Kurt Shamardine, piece or two, and uh, Junie Don Levy, and you know Herb Nab. We've got a lot of people. Otherwise, and I guess you would say the superstars of racing, because a lot of the little guys, and and I'm, I'm not saying Kurt Shamardine's a little guy, he's not, but I'm saying and Junie Don Levy's not, but those people. For some reason, so many of these people get swept under the rug, and people a lot lesser, hey, a lot, lot lesser name them that contribute to the sport that just don't really get much recognition. And you hear, you see the same 10 or 12 superstars' cars and their uniforms and their helmets, and, and like you go to the Hall of Fame in Charlotte, you know, you don't see many, you don't see a lot of, Jimmy Means or Elmo Langley or Tommy Gales or Buddy Arnton stuff, and so I tried to kind of when I can get their stuff or stuff they uh, they they had that I've acquired, I try to kind of recognize everybody instead of just a handful of big names. Well, that's what we try to do. In fact, we we do the local results and everything. Uh, uh, but to me, this show, this two hours every Saturday morning, is about history. And that's my favorite part of it, and and preserving it. And, the, and the, I've written a couple of books, and that's I mean that's I've always said. I think I told you the other day on the phone when we set this thing up that I know more about 1963 than I do uh, 2015. I mean I don't have a clue what happened then, but man I know I can tell you all about Joe Weatherly and Fireball Roberts and Lorenzen and those guys. And you keep mentioning your dad, and we got to mention that you're talking about Jabe Thomas, who was. I mean, just one of the all-time uh, great, colorful, fantastic personalities in the history of NASCAR, and it's it's so much richer for having somebody like Jay around all the all those years. Well, he his footprint in the racing history, you know, is not going to be winning races and winning championships. He he went out a different way. You know, we had a service station when I won Rookie of the Year in '78. A lot of people. And, hey, I was not the only person did this. This is something that probably you got on up into the early mid-'80s. It was pretty well gone. But, you know, we won the Rookie of the Year. We had one car. Uh, we uh, um, had it in a one-bay. We had two bays in Christiansburg at a golf station. And we kept our rookie car that I'd got from one of his old uh, Monte Carlos. And we won Rookie of the Year out of one bay. And what's funny is nobody was paid. It was all volunteer help. Um, I've looked, try, I've got some checks from back then, but we got somewhere around eight to ten thousand dollars for the entire year for sponsorship. And yeah. uh, you know, people say, "Well, it wasn't much," but you know, when you didn't have anything, we was glad to get that. Saying so, glad that people, you know, Louise Smith yeah. helped me. You know, she gave us. Uh, I was looking $4,400 for the year, and she was on the sides of the car, and we had a another person, you know, give us a couple thousand. Somebody else would give us 500 and that's how we survived. But those, naturally, those days are gone, and I will say the one difference between myself 
and I think a lot of people is you hear so many people about the young guys you know this guy's 18 or 20 that's got opportunities I don't I don't have a problem with it you know uh, you hear about these the Dillon boy uh, Austin yeah well if if my if my grandpa was Richard Childress, I'd be in that ride. <laughs> you know what? I would too when we was that age. So you can't knock these. No, you're not kids or young adults or young men now. But I, you know, they were just fortunate enough to be able to do it. And you know, when I got into it, hey, I started in the Baby Grand, which you're familiar with. Oh yeah. The Daytona Dash and '74 and a Pinto. We got it out at Clyde Lynn's Junkyard and. Bill Blair built the engine on it, and the engine bill was three hundred some dollars, and we had like twenty, I don't know, twenty two hundred dollars in the car. We took the first race, and then run that for a couple of years, about twenty races. And I went straight to um, to Cup. So you know, the one thing about it, I'll just make it short on here. We did have, you know, you talk about everybody having something. When I started, my dad was kind of getting to the point where he was. You know, he was letting other people drive his car, and somebody'd give him three, four hundred, five hundred bucks to drive a car one weekend, and he was kind of ready to pull out of it. And when I got to want to do this rookie thing, we hung. He hung with it another couple years. And of course, when I got in it, he hung with me a year or two, and then he kind of got out. And he said, "All right, you got the reins. It's up to you. Have you survive or fail with it, and whatever, make a deal out of it." So, I had a truck. Here's the thing: he bought a truck. I still got the copy of the title he bought a truck from junior johnson junior had it in 78 my dad purchased it and his partner don robson which was star city body shop in roanoke yep they purchased that uh cab overhauler and uh, i got pictures of it with leroy yarborough's car on it and i think bobby allison's car the coke car on it that's the truck he got they so when i got it got to use it it was almost 10 years old the first cup car i had was a Bobby Allison car, a Chevelle from like 71 or 2. He run it for a couple of years. And James Hilton, which is down in y'all's area of the country, yep. from Inman, James ran it for a couple of years. My dad got it. He ran it. And he let Earl Brooks and Joe Boer and a lot of these guys uh, had driven the car. Well, that was my first car. So I look back then, I'm thinking, Man, we need a nicer truck and a, a new banjo car, whatever. Banjo was the big deal back then, Banjo Matthews. And my dad said, Ronnie, you get a sponsor. We're going to do this. But he said, we got to run like I've been used to running. If you run 10th or if you run 30th, it's just a deal we've got to do. So now I look back at it, and I'm thinking, you know, there's a lot of 20-year-olds, 20, well, I guess I was about 21 then, uh, they're 22. Uh, there's a lot of people that kids that age would have loved to had been riding in a 10 year old Junior Johnson truck and a Bobby Allison, ex James Hilton, ex Jabe Thomas, and everybody else driving. So now I look at it different. I was very fortunate to even be. It didn't matter if the stuff was old and used and wore out. Hey, I got to run Cup. I got to go to Daytona. I got to go to Charlotte. So now I look at it different. I was very fortunate to, to be a part. I don't look at what I didn't get, which was running up front a lot, winning races, championships. I just I don't look at it that way now. I look at I was very fortunate to be a part of the history. Well, I, I, it's very fortunate 
that you feel that way and you're willing to uh, share your memories and your, your memorabilia and everything with others. I've, I've got to ask you of all these pictures that you sent me this morning, and I want to really get down and study them later on today, but what in the world is Joe Namath's autograph New York Jets helmet doing mixed in with all the racing stuff? I, I, I will tell you what I got that. That helmet, I had it, and I've got a card from Joe. Uh, I say a trading card, technically. And, you know, naturally, you, you get them authenticated. It costs you like 40 bucks, or somebody can't say, well, it's fake. So I try to, you know, spend a little money having stuff authenticated. I had that. I'm going to tell you why that helmet's in there. And people from back in the 80s will understand what I'm talking about, racing fans. Tim Rich, Joe Namath, and you probably remember, and, you know, he made this big deal. He was going to tire up the Colts, and he won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Probably, he, you know, yep. Pretty big statement back in the day with Johnny Unanis. They were, you know, big team, and he kicked, you know, they beat them. And he used to come around, he would have this coat on and had this big fur lining around, and he would have the women around him, and, you know, he used to call him Broadway Joe. And that's what your helmet says, because I blew it up, you know, and it's, he autographed it, Broadway Joe. All right, here's the reason the helmet's in there. If you look right over from it, I got a hat that Tim Richmond had signed and it's uh you remember on the side of the car it was Raymond Beadle of Blue Max Racing Team back in the 82, yep. 83 I, I sure do. about a hat he had signed and um a decal I got from Motorsports Designs one of these 20 back in when they did a couple of my de- uh, couple cars me I got a decal from them and I don't know I got two or three Tim Richmond pieces and the reason that is in there I always thought Joe Broadway Joe Namath and the women and how popular he was then. Then you come along and he and Namath was great for that time. All right, then you come to Tim Richmond and I had the opportunity a couple times to be around Tim when nobody else was around him and I I'll, I'll just tell you, I figured, you know, you had Tim Richmond and Joe Namath, somebody else I got in there, they were I don't know, a different Breed, uh, there's just not many. There's some, but you know, you don't have a lot of Joe Namus, a lot of Tim Richmonds that are kind of out there on the edge with carrying on and that talented. And the women are crazy about them, and they love they love the people. And if you and I'm sure you remember, it was around Tim Richmond. He was such a likable guy for a you know you know Tim Richmond come from what I understand a very wealthy family, yeah. and, but. He just didn't act. He just acted like one of the guys, and I was fortunate enough that I took my car in 80. The car I'm getting ready to let her now, this my original 81 Grand Prix, and I'm taking it down to Mooresville on the 5th to get a fella to hand letter. But I had the car down at uh, Roanoke Transportation Museum. They did a big deal every year around the, I don't know when it was, Martinsville or somewhere springtime. They would take, and it's my car. I got invited, which I'm only... 35 minutes from Rono, but Tim Richmond's on Milwaukee car was there, and Harry Gant's cold bandit car, and I, so we was all there together, and, and Tim was there, and, you know, I'd have 10 people, Tim Richmond have 100. I'd have one gal come up to me and want a picture, Tim would have 30, and I and I, and I said, you know, I, hey, I admired him, I said, man, this has got to be cool to be Tim Richmond, so here's what to make a long story short, he said, he'd come around lunchtime, and he said, Ron, are you from this area, right? And I said, well, I'm Christiansburg. I'm a Brody. He said, you come? And I said, yeah, I come to Ron every week and eat. And he said, 
you know somewhere we can slip off and go eat and it's a little bar and it's still open down in Roanoke so I said yeah I got a place to eat. I got a pool table it's a beer joint but they make great it was just a locally owned places that had great sandwiches I said he said yeah let's go so I pull up he gets in the car gets away from everybody and we go down in this place we sit there I don't know you know we had like an hour but we was only five minutes from where the the cars were so we sat in there and talked and not one person there was probably I don't know 25 30 people there but we sat in the back of the booth not one person <laughs> come over and interrupted and it would have been fine with him if they did but I'm thinking you know it, it's he was so nice to me and I said he treated me as an equal and I've run into a handful of people like that. I'll tell you, the other guy was with him a year and a half ago, Kale Yarborough. I was saying Kale's, and I got his flag from uh, 1980 uh, from um, uh, Michigan. And I went down, set up with him, went down. I was, I'm a three-hour drive from where he, you know, his place is. So I went down, got him to sign the flag, and we talked about a good hour, hour and a half, I shook his hand. I went and got my truck out in his parking lot. I got ready to go, and he said, hey, Ronnie. He was walking with the cane then, the walking stick. He said, you got a minute? I said, yeah, everything okay? He said, yeah, you got a little bit of time? I said, yeah, and I went in. He said, you'll come up trophy room? I said, yeah. He said, come on up, and I'll shoot the bull. We went and got his mail, and he said, here's my mail. And it was no lie. I, I probably get eh, two to 350 People send cards and postcards and what you sign and you know you send them back. He probably get he probably got that being in a month. <laughs> I say, Ronnie, we got to take a break. If you can hang on, I'm gonna put you on. Uh, I'm not gonna put you on hold because I don't want to lose the connection. I'm just gonna turn your mic off and uh, we'll come back in two or three minutes. I'm not even sure you'll be able to hear the commercials, but we haven't lost you. I'm just gotta sell some stuff here and we're gonna come Bye. right back to you. We're good. All right. Thank you. Just stay where you are. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $199 a month. Or hit the road in a new Nissan Road, lease for only $299 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. 
Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Set your alarm. All right. I've added it to reminders. 7 a.m. Every weekday, Spartanburg's best sports is on Vulpin Run. Hosted by Tyler Sugar. That's the guy. That's the hero. We're talking sports and other stuff. Hear from local high school and college coaches, including USC Upstate, Clemson, and South Carolina. Two hours to begin your day. The Bumpin' and Runway. Right here on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. You still there, Ronnie? I'm right here. I'm with you. All right, buddy. I want to go to something else now that we talked about uh, Thursday. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I really appreciate it. But we touched on this, and I thought we had a fascinating discussion. And so we've only, we got like uh, we got like fifteen minutes before I have to get Deb Williams on here to close the show. But we talked about concussions, and you said you probably had what four or five concussions in your uh, in your career uh, in Cup and and other you know short tracks and things like that. And you know you just sort of shook it off and went on. Uh, talk to us about how it was back in those days. Well. I- you always hear about the superstars having a concussion, same way as in football. But there's so many guys that's had concussions, like at short tracks, Friday and Saturday night tracks, and guys that work full-time jobs, and they run these 50 and 100-lap races. 20, you know, and they get hurt, you never hear about it. Well, it's a little bit the same way in Cup. You know, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., one thing, he, I appreciate what he does for the history of stock car racing and other racing series, but... You know, somebody like it takes this is don't mean this wrong way, but it takes somebody like him or what happened to Earnhardt to progress the sport. You know, like Earnhardt losing his life has probably helped a lot of things as far as safety and by and Dale Earnhardt having a concussion, it it brings to light a lot more uh you know, people that had have had concussions and it and it, you know, progresses people uh getting help from it. But I had you know, Rockingham, two at Martinsville, and uh, uh, Bristol, and 
some of them I can remember when I come to, some of them I didn't, and then the worst one I was at was about a minute and a half at Bristol, and, and that one took me a little while to get straightened out, and the last one I had was at Martinsville, actually driving a, a Dern Lake model car, and I ran a, a 200 lapper uh, the next weekend, and uh, the, you know, the doctor told me not to run, and I just, I knew him, I said, just, I'd rather for you not tell the trans. The last race of the season, I wanted to run it, and we'd been winning this particular track a lot in Lake Model and at Radford, Virginia, and I don't know, it was 100 laps, they stopped for 10 minutes, you got to put two tires on just your car, and when they got me out, uh, we was running fourth or fifth, and I was, you know, we was used to running in the top three, and we was running fourth, fifth, and sixth, and when they stopped at halfway, I couldn't get out of the car, and they had to get me out, and they laid me down in the trailer and gave me oxygen, and, and they said, you getting back in the car, and I said, yeah, and I got in, and I think we finished fifth, and when the race is over, they had to get me back out, and I realized then, you know, I was getting a little bit older, too. I said, man, this, it's something to this concussion and stuff. So, yeah, it plays. You know, I've done pretty well with it. What you, I've noticed with the concussions is you get tired easier. You get tired in your mind. A lot of times you feel like you got cotton stuffed in your head. And I went finally last week, after all this time, 20-some years later, 30, 40 years later, I went to a neurologist to get checked out and, they're going to take me and do a, a MRI and all this stuff. But, you know, do I function well? Yeah, I do good. I think clear and all. You just get tired easier, and I have days when, you know, you're a little confused and uh, I won't say major, uh, minor. So I, this concussion stuff is not a good thing, but just like football players. Back then, you had a concussion, and like some of the drivers, you know, they're petty and all of them hear about them getting in cars with their – ribs cracked and all this i was you know i had a few broken bones but nothing like that and and you just back then people shook it off and uh, I, I think it was you know you didn't have all the big the head rest and the shoulder rest and stuff so is it easier now i would say it's easier physically on the drivers because they got more support to hold them up in the car but i don't even know you know they get a concussion now they don't get back in the car the next week it's so um you know looked at with uh you know you got cameras facebook nascar knows what's going on and, and you couldn't couldn't get by with it like you could back in the 60s 70s and 80s yeah i tell you that's uh and it's a cumulative thing you know you, you, one concussion's bad enough but to have a 20-year driving career with uh five or four or five in there that can uh it adds up and you pay for it later yeah it's uh it's some serious stuff to think about, but yeah, I've been, I've been lucky. Hey, it's a lot of people, a whole lot worse off than me. And and when we get back to the cup, you know, I run the four cylinders and you know run a dirt, dirt car one time and figured out that uh, I thought you know I thought I could do it. Till I found out I spun out about ten times in the thirty lap race. <laughs> that dirt track race is a whole different program. But I tried it one time, drove a guy Mercury Cougar with a four twenty seven in it and. And uh, it, it was bad news, and, and I couldn't do it. So it's just like these dirt guys try to jump in a cup car. It's hard to jump in another man's sport and do well. So I appreciate all the the different types of, uh, you know, racing ventures. I enjoy listening to it and watching all of it, like like you. And we was talking about Bill Rossi uh, when we talked the other day. We're all, you know, we like the history of it. Yeah, and uh, I... I'm going to try to reach out to Bill. I don't know if you had a chance to yet, but 
Uh, we sort of talked on the phone the other day about me and you and Bill Rossi and Greg will be back hopefully by then and and just maybe tack an hour onto this show if I can talk the management into doing it and uh, and just having a freewheeling hour discussion. I, I think that would be wonderful. Yeah, it, you can, and especially if you're at the uh, your place all together. It's you know you can be a little more uh, exact, and you are when you're not face to face. So it's you know it's uh, it, it would be great if we can do it. Yeah, well, let's work on it. I, it would have to be because we can't we can't have but one person on the phone at a time. So we'd have to do it all together. Let me ask you a couple of things now because we're going to come up. I got about uh, eight minutes left with you. Um, you come from a part of the country there where there were a lot of great drivers, and you know, and you're talking about some that you don't get to hear as much about. But you mentioned uh, um, you and your dad, and uh, I also comes to my mind. And now that I'm trying to think of them, I'm having a little brain fade here. But I guess the one that I want to get to is uh, Wendell Scott, uh, Earl Brooks. And Wendell Scott, I think of them at the same time. I, I know you must have Wendell Scott stories because we love Wendell here, and we do a Black History Month show in February and uh, right after Daytona. And and uh, I, I I just I never heard you mention it, but I just got a feeling you and Wendell, y'all's families might have been close. Well, the thing about um, the Wendell story, I'll tell you. A lot of people don't know. My dad bought two of Petty's when Petty quit. <laughs> Uh, Chrysler in 69 and went to Ford. Yep. All right. My dad bought two of his, he bought the car. They call it a black vinyl top car and they will not get away. It was a textured, I guess you call it textured paint top at uh, Daytona. I'm sure you've seen where he yep. got out of the car was beating the roof down. Yep. Lots of people. Well, that car, and my dad got another one, it was not completely finished. He took it to Freeman Treadway. Uh, and I think it was Applebar, Virginia, probably an hour and a half from me. Took it down there, and he finished it up. And, then, of course, they took it to the body shop and got it painted. Jimmy Cox, my dad's crew chief at the time, he kept the uh, kept the cars up for several years before he bought it up to Christiansburg. So, Wendell, what happened? Wendell was at Trent, New Jersey, and just tore his Torino. I guess it's 68 Torino. Oh, yeah. So my dad let Wendell drive it. Either I have to look in the history books. Eleven, Greg Fieldman's got it in his history books. Eleven or 12 races, he let Wendell drive it. And here's the thing about Wendell my dad. My dad came up like Wendell. My dad had nothing. He came from dirt. Um, uh, Wendell drove my dad's car 11 or 12 races. And after the Bristol race, I think it was, and my dad told me this story before he passed away, and he got out of the, after the race, my dad got paid off. He got the checks. My dad come up to Wendell, and the reason Wendell drove my dad's car, my dad let him drive it, took two cars to the track so Wendell could stay in the point system back then, keep him in the top 25 or whatever it was. Yeah. After, after the race, my, my dad gave Wendell $200. And Wendell said, what's the $200 for, Jade? And he said, driving a car. He said, you're paying me to drive your car. He said, well, I just wanted to help you out. Okay. I asked my dad about that. I said, why'd you do that? And he said, now, my dad, you know, wasn't rich or anything, but he bought a couple little rental houses, and he's trying to get them paid for, and he had the Gulf Station and everything. And he said, I had a little extra money, and I just wanted to help Wendell out. And he said, I just 
remember where I come or where he come from, and I just wanted to help him out. And there was no politics. There wasn't no this friggin' movement. It was he did it because he liked Wendell and thought a lot of Wendell and Wendell's family. And my dad said always, if you're able to help somebody out in some way, try to help them out. So that that's the Wendell story. And then the other story, Wendell, I'll tell you real quick. Three minutes. Wendell Scott, Lenny Pond, and um, Ned Jarrett. When I won Rookie of the Year, we had a get-together here, and it was about 48 or five. They count them, 4,800, 5,000 people come to the National Guard Army in Christburg. Wendell and Ned and Lenny had a yellow rookie stripe in 78. Everybody has to run. They came over, and they, my dad come up and still said, let's get them to pull the stripe off. And Ned and Lenny and Wendell got a hold of the stripe and pulled it off. And I, I know it probably sounds silly to a lot of people, but I thought that was pretty cool. You know, it's like, here you, welcome to the club. You're in it yep, now, bud. Yep, yep. What a great memory. And I'll tell you what, an hour is not going to be enough time <laughs> if we all get together with uh, with Greg and, and Bill Rossi or something. It's a, a, You're a, a great guest, and I love your stories. And, look, just if, if you ever just want to feel like talking, call me up. We don't have to always be on the air, but, Ronnie, it's, it's fantastic having you on the show, and and uh, I want to never go a year without having you because you're, uh, you're the best. You're, you're I'm sto- the best. But I'm just fortunate and fortunate to be a part of it, and I'm humbled to to be on the show, and that's the truth. I've just met so many great people and and fans and people like you and celebrities and non-celebrities. Just you know, a big big uh, gathering I've had all my life. And hey, I'm appreciative of you and everybody else, and thanks for having me on the show. Well, uh, it's people like you that make me want to do this show, and uh, and. And spread the word about the the great history of the sport and tell stories that a lot of people don't know about, like the Tim Richmond story and the Kale Yarborough story. Those were great. I never heard them before. So sometimes, you know, you hear the same ones over and over. But uh, those were great. It's outstanding to have you on. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. I'd, I'd like to drive up there someday and see your stuff. Anytime you want to come up, you're welcome. And, hey, and thank you and all your guys that's helping put the show on. Hey, you know, a lot of the guys that, Behind the scenes, you got to give them all credit, just like the racing crews that help get the cars ready. It ta- it takes everybody to put on the show, and I appreciate all you guys. Do you uh do you ever listen to podcasts? I do uh, listen to podcasts. Well, search for uh, start your engines. Uh, I think you have to put the word radio in there, or some other things might pop up. But uh, I think this is like our hundred ninety fourth show, and they're all on there. And uh, Lanny McKinney, who does our podcast, will have it owned by probably three or four o'clock this afternoon if you want to hear your your part uh, you can hear mike uh hill his part was before you so uh it's a two-hour podcast and you can fast forward or whatever you want to do scroll ahead but uh i if you want to hear it it'll be uh, available within a few hours i'll listen to it and i ain't speed up through none of it because when you speed up you miss something important <laughs> okay well, you're important, and thank you so much for coming on, and we love having you, and uh, you have the rest, uh, a great rest of your day, and please stay in touch. I'll do it. Thank you all for having me on. Good oh, luck. All right. Thank you very much. What a guest. Great. You, I mean. Say hello and get out of the way. <laughs> that's right. And, I mean, I, I'm sitting here looking at the clock. I know i got to do a break, 
And he goes straight from the Tim Richmond story to the Kale Yarborough story without taking a breath. Right. I mean, that's two stories. Yeah. And I'm waiting on him to finish the first one so I can take a commercial break. Which I'm going to shut up, and I'm going to do right now so we can get Deb Williams on. So uh, you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. We'll be right back. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $199 a month. Or hit the road in a new Nissan Rogue, lease for only $299 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member of FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The BMW Charity Program presented by TD Cinex has been a staple of the Upstate community for more than two decades. The BMW Charity Program brings the Upstate a fun and entertaining week centered around professional athletes and world-renowned celebrities and raises money and awareness for South Carolina charities. Tournament week this year is June 5th through 11th and includes golf clinics, concerts, a sustainability luncheon at Bon Secours Wellness Arena, a ladies' luncheon and golf clinic at Carolina Country Club and Chapman Cultural Center, the BMW Charity Program, June 8th through 11th at Carolina Country Club and the Thornblade Club. The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center, located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday. 
While the weather is bad, get your gear ready now. Spartan Photo Center has the necessary tools to clean your cameras and lenses. They do mirrorless and DSLR sensor cleanings, and don't forget about your tripods. Spartan Photo Center stocks the quick releases to mount your camera to the tripod, as well as Manfrotto and Bogan tripod parts to fix the one you have. Or you can get a new Suray or Manfrotto tripod now before the weather turns nice and you need it. Don't forget Spartan Photo has camera bags, backpacks, and waterproof cases. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, Spartanburg, or SpartanPhotoCenter.com. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Finding something delicious to match my mood can be a challenge, but McDonald's kills it every single time. Like when I need something with a little oomph, that's when I reach for a classic and melty McDouble. When I want something with a little mmm, that's when I go for a crispy and juicy McChicken. And with Mix and Match, I can get two faves for just $3.49, like a McDouble with a McChicken or small fries. And now, my mood calls for a little oomph and mmm. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Deb Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. Good morning, Deb. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Kind of odd to have you finish the show. You're usually up towards the beginning. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But save, I had uh, save the best to last. Mm-hmm. I always say. Well, you know, being a W, I'm used to being last. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, we've had a great show so far. We had 40 minutes with Ronnie Thomas, and it's hard to even get him to squeeze everything he has to say into that much time. And uh, and Mike Hill's been on. So we've had a great show so far, and. It, Perfect for you to end it up for us. So uh, you were uh, you were up at Martinsville. What do you have to tell us about? Well, I was at Martinsville, and I know there's been mixed reaction uh, regarding the racing there. But uh, there was some interesting points made, and that was just that the cars are so close right now, and maybe there's more tire fall off that needs to be uh, incorporated into the tires. But you know it's. Goodyear has a really, really tough job because they, when they make those tires, they've got to kind of guess at what the temperature is going to be. And last year it was much colder than they anticipated, and I think this time it probably was still cooler than they anticipated. But I think NASCAR is definitely headed in the right direction with the package that they have for the short tracks now. Yeah, uh, I've watched with great interest the 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 way that the the Hendrick cars are just, you know, they're they're on top of it right now. And I noticed uh, that Chase Elliott was who I picked last week was he wasn't uh, much of a contender until there towards the very end, and he was he was pretty much passing them as fast as he could get get to him and worked his way up back to tenth place. You're right. Chase admitted that after the race, he was you know tired. He'd been sitting on the the couch for six for six weeks, but. He uh, said the car just wasn't right uh, initially in the race, and they kept working on it throughout the race, and then they just hit it there on that last stint, and that's the reason he was able to come up and take a 10th place finish there at the end. Yeah, well, I was kind of disappointed that he wasn't up there a little more, but he he did finally 
make a charge and uh, and get me a couple of points in our point race. And let's uh, let's go over that real quick before our time gets away from us because uh, this is the end of the show. But in the point standings, Deb, uh, I, cl- I closed in one point on you. Deb's got 17. I've got 13. And Lanny's got 13. Ronnie, you're hanging right in there with 10. And Greg's got one. Um, we've already had a couple of people pick. I uh, can tell you that uh, Ronnie wants uh, Tyler Reddick. Is that right? And Lanny wants Blaney. I'm going to go back to Suarez. So uh, you get last pick this time because you're at the end of the show. Okay. Well, nobody took the one I wanted. I want Keselowski. You know, he seems to be coming on. Um, he's had some good runs lately. And, of course, uh, you can't, I guess, go much about the Coliseum race. But uh, he uh, he won that. So, yeah, he's uh, he's looking good. That would be a good pick. Of course, just about anybody could win Talladega. I hate to say that, but it's it's uh, it's proven that way before. And I think we're going to have good weather. I don't. I think all the bad weather's moved through. Uh, I don't know how it is in Charlotte. I don't even know what it's out like outside in Spartanburg right now. But it was raining when we came in. But it looks like uh, looks like it's going to be uh, good weather across the southeast. Yes, uh, storms hit the, the Talladega area last night, and then they hit Charlotte this morning. We had a tornado warning out this morning, so uh, they have appeared to move on through. We've still got rain. But, yeah, the weather should be good. It should be good for the Xfinity race today and the Cup race tomorrow. And uh, back to Keselowski, it's really interesting because T.J. Majors is Brad Keselowski's spotter now. And Coleman Presley, who's Robert Presley's son and Bob Presley's grandson, spots for Joy Logano, and I actually have a story on Auto Week this week, uh, autoweek.com, about why Joy and Coleman are so good at these super speedway races, and he, Joy actually said that his, uh, the chemistry that he and Coleman have, and the chemistry that Keselowski and TJ Majors have, actually, as far as he's concerned, makes those two groups the best at super speedway races yeah I, and uh i tell you this is one race uh of course i, I always thought i'd be a good spotter but i tell you what the talladega is one race where uh, it's important everywhere but you couldn't go to two more opposite i would think uh spotting jobs as martinsville and talladega you're going from the slowest track to the fastest and that's uh i tell you that's they're the unsung heroes, and I'm really interested. I would love to see a list of who the spotters are because every once in a while, when they mention them on, uh, you know, on the broadcast, it's it's somebody that you knew. Like I, I don't remember who spots for who, but I, I hear Tim Fedewa, who had a great, uh, a good Bush career, and um, uh, seems like there was one of the one of the guys that used to be a truck racer. But uh, I just love hearing who the spotters are because it's. A, an awful lot of them seem to be ex-drivers. Yeah, I would say the majority of your spotters are now former drivers or they are people that have been spotting for more than two decades. And I thought it was interesting that the person who spotted for Jimmy Johnson all those years of his career, quote-unquote, retired, and now this year Jimmy brought him back to be the spotter for Noah Gregson. Over the last few years, we've had a change 
occurring going away from mirrors in the car to the rear view cameras. Have you heard anybody talk about how much they like or dislike that change? No, that was kind of an issue the first year that they had it. And uh, nobody really talks about it now. It, it seems to be a non-issue. Now, the in-car cameras, you know, they have helmet cams and some really good views inside the car. But um, I think I heard them talking about it one time, but I missed it. But, you know, the, the dash on the cars, uh, they're, they're pixelating, so you can't read what's going on on the, on the, the dash. Is it, am I correct about that? You are correct, and that was done at the team's request. The teams have proprietary information there that they do not want other teams seeing, and uh, therefore they have requested that the dash be uh, pixelated this year. Well, that's that's because uh, you know that's interesting because I, I don't know what information that they would uh, unless it's just the performance of the car. They don't want the other teams to know how they're running or, or, or whatever. Uh, I don't know if there's well, more. Well, they won't tell us what it is either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Deb, we got about three or four minutes. What else you want to add before uh, we have to let you go? Because uh, we've been running. We've been giving you about 20, 25 minutes, and, uh, and now uh, we've got to probably cut you short a little bit. But what, what do you need to get out there for us? Well, I'm actually in Wilkes County right now receiving a wonderful, wonderful history lesson on North Wilkesboro Speedway from Mike Staley, Enix Staley's son. So I'm having a wonderful time going down memory lane right now. Is it, now, the Staley family, of course, that's a very famous racing uh, family, but uh, now what was Gwen Staley to Enoch? Were they like brothers or something? Yes, they were brothers. Okay. All right. Well, mm-hmm. Gwen Staley, of course, was a won a cup race i think he won it up in canada and unfortunately lost his life in a convertible race in richmond virginia and uh and i just finished yes and i just finished looking at a photo of of gwen with his convertible car and also with his hard top yep that's just uh i tell you that's part of the history and that's we did so much history today and we do it every week but ronnie thomas he uh he has just so many great stories about the history of the sport and and I cherish the fact that we're able to come on here and, and share a lot of this with uh, with the newer fans. I hope that they appreciate where the sport came from, and uh, and I like to go back there and, and have it, have them talk about it because uh, it's a it's a rich history. But you're so you're um, you're at North Wilkesboro now. Is this a, are you at the track? Uh, no, I'm at, I'm at, uh, I'm with Mike Staley at his house. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's great. Well, um, was that it? Got anything else? <laughs> well, I was going to say, when you were talking about Ronnie Thomas, did he talk about who his initial financial backer was when he first came into the sport? Um, he talked about financial backing and how he and his dad didn't have very much. And, and, uh, but no, I, I'm sure it's something that you're going to tell me that he didn't mention. Um, I'm surprised he didn't mention Louise Smith. Oh, yes, he did. He did mention Louise Smith. He certainly did. And, okay. Uh, in fact, she, he said that he gave, for the whole season, he said that he ran, that he won Rookie of the Year in 1978. He said he had a budget of $10,000, and 4400 of it came from Louise Smith, and he couldn't have done it without her. That's right. Well, how about that? Exactly right. Yeah. 
All right, Deb. So good. Yeah, I was going to say, I hate I had to follow Ronnie and Mike Hill because they're just such great people with such great stories. I'm, I'm kind of a downfall. No, you're not. You never are a downfall. We are, you're the smartest lady we know, and we say that. I don't. Do you know we say that about you every week when we hang up? Well, I appreciate that. Um, we did it. We started it with Nelson, and Nelson would you know talk about there's no downforce in the tunnel at Monaco and all this crazy stuff I never thought about. Mm-hmm. He was so smart, and and when when we let him go, I'd say, Ronnie, who was that? And. Uh, Smartest guy I know. <laughs> and so now I say, when you hang up, I say, Ronnie, who was that woman? That's the smartest woman I know. <laughs> and we do that every week. So, well, we, I appreciate that. Well, yeah, we, I miss Nelson. I miss conversation with him. He was definitely extremely intelligent. I would say that he and Alan Kowicki are the two most intelligent uh, that I've ever known. Well, I need to catch up because I don't want you taking the Nelson Crozier trophy home with you after the season. If we can get it back from Alan Hill. So, uh You'll have a if you win it, you'll have a picture of him staring at you from your mantelpiece, where I'm sure you will prominently display this prestigious award. Well, we got a long season yet left to go. We sure do, Deb. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, what's your next race, Darlington? Maybe. Yes. Well, hopefully we'll see you down there. So you uh, take care of yourself, and thanks for coming on. And I, I'm going to send you the pics in just a second. Okay, sounds good. Thank uh, you. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Who'd you say she was? She's the smartest woman I know. Smartest woman I know, too. And uh, great to have Deb on the show. And let me hit the television real quick and tell you what's going to be on, and I will have accomplished everything. Today is Saturday, April 22nd. NASCAR Cup qualifying is on right now from 10.30 to 12. Uh, then at 12.30, and that's on FS1. At 12.30 is the ARCA race on FS1. And then uh, go uh, have some lunch or take a break, walk around the yard, and come back at 4 o'clock on FS1 for the Xfinity race. And Jeremy's starting 37th, something like that. Uh, yes. 36 in the 37 cars or yeah. 37 cars and 38 uh, in the race. I think it's 38. Well, this is a good track for him to move up on, and we've really got to hope for the best for Jeremy to get out of this slump he is in. Tomorrow, 12, uh, April 23rd, um, the cup race is at 3 p.m. Oh, I mentioned last week several times about NASCAR going head-to-head with Indy and how I think Indy's just got a fantastic pro- uh, product and Kyle Kirkwood being a rookie winner and a, actually tons of action in those IndyCar races. Uh, the rough figures, and I have them here over in this pile of paper that I threw away. The uh, cup race, I think, had a uh, 1.6 rating, and the IndyCar race was almost uh, 0.8. So Indy was outdrawn 2-1, uh, to one. but I watched both of them and enjoyed both of them. Looking ahead next week, uh, Formula One will be back, as I said, at Azerbaijan, and that will be... Uh, that race will start at 7 o'clock in the morning on ESPN. Um, IndyCar also, as I said, will be at Alabama next week. That will be a 3 o'clock, uh, 3.20 start. And uh, NHRA Four Wides will be in Concord. And I bet you that's the next race that she will go to, uh, Deb, because she uh, went there last year and got sick. Yeah. Remember, it was too but, loud. But she does love drag racing. She loves drag racing, and... We'll get her to report on that, too. I would have mentioned it just now if I'd have thought about it. Ronnie, 10 seconds. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. 
and we'll see you next week. All right. Well, that sounds good. Thank you for joining us. I thought we had an action-packed show with uh, a lot of people uh, to put on in different time slots than their normal position. Thank you for Ronnie Thomas. Thanks, everybody, for coming on the show. Natalie, we're not coming this week, but the rest of you keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg.